thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. on the outside but you are so beautiful on the inside and I was telling you right just a second ago a lot of your posts I've been stalking you hard obviously um, because I was so excited to get to interview you you're such a phenomenal person you have done so many things I'm gonna I'm gonna get into all the things you've done you have you're an actor you are you're you've rec- you're recovering from a lot of health issues, Lyme, mold toxicity, tons of things. I want to get into your health, which has led you into a big wellness journey. And now you are like a leading expert in wellness and your field and do all sorts of stuff. You also help authors publish, like who publish their books. You help make it like a bestseller, which I mean, I got to know all about this. You started your own company, uh, uh, Noel Ellie Productions. That's what it's called, right? No, no, Noel yeah. Ellie Productions. Which you started in the midst of being a struggling actor because you realized you had this skill set to help people grow their businesses and that allowed you to not be a struggling actor but at the same time go on auditions and act you've been acted in tons of stuff like shades of blue with jennifer lopez you've been on shark tank which my husband and i watch shark tank religiously so i gotta know all about this mm-hmm. but i wanted to, to to start by saying you are very um and i cry all the time like i'm already just gonna cry talking about this because i'm such an emotional person but you are like really honest about sharing really painful things like the loss of your mother, which like kills me because like I can tell how close you guys are or were and still are in spirit. But like just like losing your mother, going through all these these health situations that you had to find, going on a therapy journey and like getting into natural medicine and you just like you're doing a lot of hard soul work, which a lot of people don't want to do because it is really hard to go through a lot of pain and a lot of grief and have to like 
and then go, I'm going to dive into this and like feel this pain even more. And I'm actually going to try to heal myself. But what comes with healing in, in these kind of situations is you have to really walk through a dark path to get to healing. And it's hard. That's why a lot of people like to numb out and shut the door and just run from it. And you are doing exactly the opposite. And I am so inspired by that. And I just want to get into your journey. I mean, where do you want to start? I just vomited everything up. Well, thank you for everything you, you said and shared. And um, yeah, you know, uh, God, where to start? I don't even know. I mean, I guess like uh, I'll piecemeal. Um, so at 18 years old, I moved from Greenville, South Carolina to New York um, two days after I graduated high school and to pursue my dreams in the entertainment industry. I started out modeling and um, worked Mercedes-Benz Fashion Week and, you know, all the fun things, right? And then that um, became a really unhealthy thing for me and I developed an eating disorder and I think we share that in common and, you yes. know, like yes. all the body dysmorphia things. And Is it so not you? I just want to like go back to your younger self and like just be like, oh my God, I'm so, I'm so sorry. Like, and A, no one even cares. Like, I've got everyone cares and like is noticing every pound that I gained and noticing exactly how I looked. And I mean, yes, in the entertainment industry, people do notice and you do feel that pressure. But really, now that I've kind of gotten on the other side of that, and don't get me wrong, I still fall into it. Like, like I get, get hard on myself about body image sometimes. But like, for the most part, I am just so sad that I felt like I had to make myself throw up or like I was like, I would do like exercise anorexia mm -hmm. where I wouldn't eat or if I ate a certain amount of food, then I would throw it up and then I would also go make sure I worked out the amount of calories that I ate. And it's just like this constant freaking warfare of turmoil in my head. And I, it, it plagued my late teens and most of my twenties because I was so obsessed with how my body looked and a number on a scale and all this stuff that it, it really like tainted a lot of my joy, you know? Yeah, no, totally. I, I mean, I, I completely hear everything you said because that's how I was. I couldn't walk down the street of New York without comparing and despairing, like just con like this person's skinnier than me. This person has a thigh gap, this per like just constantly. And then making myself wrong for for, you know, not being thin enough, like not being able to count every single rib or like, you know what I mean? It's, it's so crazy, but I'm so grateful that I am now on the other side of it. And I'm sure for you as well. And one of the things that was very interesting for me is my mom had an eating disorder and um, I, I then developed an eating disorder and I idolized anorexia when I was younger without even knowing I just idolized being thin and like I thought that was the epitome of a woman and I decided one day I was going to draw the line in the sand and the generational curse of you know my mom having eating disorder than me like when I have children I don't want them to do that so I stopped it and I feel like for you you did that for your daughter as well so it's I will say that was a big moment for me like I when I was in my late 20s I was addicted to diet pills. I was taking fentramine every single day. I was, I wasn't really doing, I wasn't being bulimic so much anymore. That was like very occasional at that point. But I was like always on a diet pill, always constantly working out to the point of like making sure I worked out for the calories I ate. And then I would take a diet pill and I'd starve myself for like a few days. And it's just like, it, it was this constant just cycle that controlled me. And I hit the end of my 20s and I was like, I am not going into a new decade. I'm not entering the 30s with these problems. I am not going to carry this on. I don't care if I gain 50 pounds or if I blow up I am to the size of a whale. I am 
literally, I cannot carry this on into a new decade. And so I started going to therapy for it and really working through it. And that helped me tremendously. And then I will say too, becoming a mother, like having my daughter, when I was pregnant, I, I, I never thought about what I was eating. Like I was never worried about it. I wanted to be healthy for her. And now that she's here, it's like I do not want to pass on body image things to you. I want you to feel so comfortable in your skin. I, if I am, I don't have to be perfectly skinny or whatever. I want to show you that I'm comfortable in my skin, no matter what. Like, it's just like, I want to be that for her. Cause I don't want her to have this cause it's torture. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it is torture. And it's, um, and I wasn't even like terrible. My, I would consider my mild, like some people have life threatening, yeah. so life threatening. And I don't know where you were on the spectrum. I wouldn't say mine was ever life threatening, but it was controlling to no end. Yeah. Um, it wasn't necessarily life threatening in terms of, uh, there were times where people would look at me and just think, Oh, she's fit or she's thin. Like I, I was anorexic and bulimic. And so, especially with a lot of bulimics, they look, completely normal a lot of times. So you don't know that that's what's going on. But meanwhile, there's like stuff going on with your heart and, you know, your teeth and, um, yeah. And, and, you know, it's interesting. I tried to go to therapy at first for it and that actually made it worse. Why? I think because I went to a life coach. I didn't, I didn't. And, and I mean, I love like so many of my friends are life coaches and they can be amazing, but this particular woman was not versed in eating disorders. So she was like, I think you need to quit it. You know, you need to stop modeling. You need to stop acting. And like, that wasn't an option. And so for me, it just um, spiraled out of control, but I started doing um, Barry's boot camp. Mm. And have you ever done berries or like Orange Theory? I did. I went on the Amazing Race several years ago. Oh, that, was, yeah. that, was, that was my training because Berries Boot Camp will get you in the greatest shape it will, of your life. It's so true. And I would literally just try to get through the class and say, don't die because you're just working out so hard. And what started to happen is the high I would feel after the workout felt so good that I no longer got a high from puking up my food or you know from starving myself. And I wanted to feel that high. And that became such a low that I didn't want to feel that low. And wow. so it, it was a really beautiful thing. And then, and then I would say an affirmation. Um, I just want to see this differently. I choose to see this differently. And so each time I would, you know, be disgusted with myself, I would just say, I choose to see this differently. And so it, really, it started to shift and all these, you know, beautiful miracles came. And now, you know, like you said, once in a while, I'll like beat myself up or whatever, but it's like night and day yes. <laughs> different from where I was. And so, yes, to answer your question, I do like think of that little Noel and I'm like, Oh, you sweet thing. Like, I love my body. Like, thank you for being so strong throughout all the chaos and turmoil I put you through. It, it just kills me that like we've experienced this on the levels that we have. And then you just look out into the sea of young women and women. And I'm just like, Oh, oh my God. Like, mm -hmm. please, please, please don't get, don't lose your soul to this. You know, it's just not, it's not it. It will never be fulfilling. And whoever you're trying to do it for, they're not going to ever give you the praise that you need because it's just, it's, it's an, it's an un, there is no way to win at this. No. Mm -mm. You know? Yeah. And it breaks my heart because it just like takes so many, the, the, the light out of so many people's lives because it becomes all consuming, especially young women. It's just awful. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you turn it around. I mean, what an amazing thing. So you started feeling getting a new high. You took control over your life. You gave yourself affirmations. Then what starts happening now? 
So then um, I, uh, um, there was a woman um, named Gabby Bernstein, who's a yes. New York. Yep. I yeah. just took her course on how to write a New York Times bestselling author. And so now I'm really, because one day, I mean, I'm just throwing that there. Like I, you do a lot of manifesting and declaring what your truths are going to be. One day I want to write a book. I, it's not, it's not formulated yet, but I'm just like putting it in my universe. And so yep. she offered this course on how to write a best-selling book and you are actually a part of this. So talk to me about that. Gabby Bernstein is the jam. Yeah, she's, she's, she's great. She, um, so, so I had met her and, um, she saw me at fashion week. So I, so I started modeling and then I, I switched over to production and, um, basically I was in charge of lots of things. And so she saw me at fashion week was like, Oh my God, you have to come work for me. And what's really funny is I had met her a couple months prior and I said to my best friend, I was like, I have a feeling we're going to work together. I had oh, no yeah. idea how. Yeah. Just like intuitive little witchy thing. I was just like, we're going to work together. And so when she said that, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> and so we started working together and, um, uh, I was her producer and did all of her events and learned so much through working with her. Cause she's such a, she's such a hustler. And, um, and yeah, you know, just, just as she grew, I grew and it, it was such a lovely thing. And then from there, um, I started my own company and, um, I had, uh, virtually no clients at the time. I just knew intuitively, this is something I need to do. Um, you know, if I can be a small part of helping Gabby with her career, then maybe I can do that with other people. And what started to happen is it all became word of mouth. And so people would see me, you know, running the show at an event or whatever, and uh, then say, oh, will you produce my events? And then from there, it kind of snowballed. And one time I was uh, at dinner with a client and she said to me, she was like complaining about her publicist. She had spent like $10,000 a month for a six month contract and like didn't really get a whole lot. And I said, oh, I'm a natural connector. Like I don't think anything of it. So I was like, Oh, you want to connect with someone at the New York times or, you know, whoever, sure. I'll, I'll make that introduction. By the end of the dinner, she said, Noelle, you did more for me in this hour than my publicist did in six months. Why are you not a publicist? And I was like, Oh, <laughs> I just hadn't thought of it yet. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and then it, it kind of comes back down to like the, who am I? right? That little voice that's like, well, who am I to do the thing? Yes. And so then from there, I started I'm working. I'm very aware of that voice. Right? Uh -huh. Right? It, it's, it's tricky. And um, uh, I was working with a director who then was like, oh, you produce these events. Noelle, you're a producer. You're, you, you realize that. You can produce my film. Like, you can produce things. So then I started producing TV and film projects. And then from there, uh, I was working with influencers and helping them grow their following. And so then all of a sudden I, you know, started speaking on social media and helping other people. And so everything, I, I, I believe the saying all roads lead to Rome. And that's kind of like what has happened where I didn't say no to the thing, even though my, my ego voice was saying like, who are you? You, you don't know what you're doing. You, you didn't even go to college. What are you talking about? right? Who are you to right. be an entrepreneur? Absolutely. But I just kept saying yes. And, you know, it's that, that, you know, jump in the net will appear. That's what I've always done. And every time I've done it, it's served me. When I make the right action from a place of love and not a place of fear, it always serves me. And, um, and so, 
yeah, I um, now uh, consult and help authors become New York Times bestselling authors. And I've worked with people like Gabby and um, Deepak Chopra. Uh, you know, he's like my number one. I just interviewed Dr. Shafali and I died. Uh, I died. Like I was like so nervous because I had seen her on Super Soul Sunday. I'd read her book, The Conscious Parent. And then she just wrote a book, A Radical Awakening. And I was like, so, when I saw her on Super Soul Sunday, I was blown away. But I put her in the same category with like Oprah and Deepak mm -hmm. and Eckhart Tolle and Gabby, all these like thought leaders. I'm like, <gasps> but Deepak, he has like changed me like with so many of his books. So talk. And there's so much I want to unpack about what you just said. But mm -hmm. while we're talking about Deepak, I just have to fangirl out a little bit. What is he like? What was that like? I need to know a little bit of behind the scenes of Deepak Chopra. If y'all don't know who Deepak Chopra is, y'all need to check out one of his 17,000 books he's written because they're all insane. He just like pops these books out. They just like, they just like flow from him. He is just like an active vessel to the higher force that just flows out of him. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, he is, he is what you would expect. I mean, he's this like brilliant, kind uh, man who just is constantly downloading and, and, you know, spitting out gems right uh -huh. now. And um, yeah, lovely. Very lovely. How is he so in tune? Like, how does someone get to be that in tune? I feel like I, and I'm not going to like speak something over my life, but I've lived with myself now for 37 years. I am such an emotional wreck, even though I like understand all of these teachings from the greats, like my emotions overwhelm me constantly. Like, how does he not get flooded by the emotions? He's just so in line with the spirit. Yeah, well, I think it, it it can depend on a lot of different things. One of the things I've been geeking out on is human design. Do you know about human design? Mm -mm. All right, I'm going to send you some information. It's 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 like, so astrology, sometimes I don't resonate with astrology. Like right. sometimes this is like nothing has ever hit a chord so hard. It literally gives you such validation for why you are the way you, way, way you are. So um, for me, I'm a manifesting generator, which means um, – I, I have sacral authority, which is like my gut tells me yes or no. My intuition is like spot on when I listen. And so for me, what that means is like tuning in, getting quiet, silencing the thoughts and not judging the thoughts. So like even if the thoughts are coming when I'm meditating or doing breath work, just like letting the thoughts pass like a cloud in the sky, not judging it, just being the observer. And so then when I can do that, I can sort of like get in the back seat and just observe and watch and then that's like when I can tune in um, but I can't speak for Deepak in terms of like what he does but I'm assuming he keeps his vessel pretty clear and so for me what that means is after I lost my mom um, I everyone was like oh my god you're gonna feel her all the time you guys are so close don't worry don't worry at first I, that wasn't the case and I was angry and I was upset and I was like what the like she was my best friend. How, how am I not feeling her? And I did a raw food detox where I ate raw for like a month. And my channel was so clear. I stopped watching reality TV for like a hot minute. I stopped, you know, just doing some of the things that sometimes bring my vibrations lower, right? And um, just meditated, prayed, journaled, breath work, eating raw. So my channel was so clear that one night she came to me in my dream oh. and it was, it was so beautiful. And there was no, you know, so many people could try to be like, 
mm, that was a dream. But the things that were discussed and said, it was just. What was so, the experience like that you're willing to share with us? Like what? Yeah, what I was like? The, the room was, so this was several years ago. From, so from what I can remember, the room was completely white and she was wearing all white. And when she passed, so she passed from stage four metastatic breast cancer. And she, you know, I was with her when she took her last breath and, and she had, she was a shell of herself. She got down to 89 pounds. She lost all of her hair. It was really, really heartbreaking. And when she came back to me in, her, in the dream, her hair had grown and she looked healthy and she was just vibrant. And she just sat with me and said, you know, I'm okay. I'm always with you. And, um, you know, talked about my brothers and my sister and my dad and, and was just like, you know, life goes on. I'm in heaven. I'm good. You're, you're good. And I'm so proud of you. And so it was just, um, really remarkable. And since then now I'm like super in tune to the signs um, and I feel her all the time, especially, and this is what I love when I am, they say, when you're inspired, you're in spirit. Mm. And when you're in spirit, again, it's like your channel's clear. And so anytime I'm on set, whether I'm acting or directing, or I'm living out my purpose and I'm in the flow, I feel her the most. And it's such a cool thing because for so long I was like, I don't feel her. This is this is bullshit. Like I, I was angry about it. And now it's like anytime I want to really feel her, I know I just need to tap into my creative flow and my essence and my purpose. And that's when I'll feel her. What does her feeling feel like? And what are the signs that you know she's there? Uh, um, gosh, there's so many. So, so one of the first ways I noticed was um, Cardinals. Because when she was passing, I asked her, I was like, how do I, how do I go on without you? Like, you're my best friend. I talk to you 10 times a day. What do I do? And she was like, anytime you see a cardinal, you'll know I'm here. And um, so it's like cardinals and white feathers and um, uh, butterflies. She loved the ocean. And so there have been times where I was like at a callback or getting ready to walk on set. And all of a sudden, like over the, the, the speakers, like ocean noises would come. And just like things that are not... Um, People can say coincidence, but like, why in a in an Uber would all of the sudden ocean sounds go over this? Like, and also, I think it's just a, a choice to believe that it is her because just as much as you can be, someone could be a skeptic or a cynic that it doesn't happen. It, it very well, absolutely can be happening too. And I choose to believe what you're saying because why can't we communicate with the other side? We just have to tune into it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I want to get back to your production company, but I just want to ask you something about grief and death because I struggle with this life that we live, like earth and humanity all the time, like all the suffering and all the pain that we have to go through and like losing people that we love. And sometimes I'm like, I'm just not cut out for all this. Like, it's just like, I'm like crying to you about your story. Like this is your life, but like it hurts me so much that like, you as a human have to feel this. So it's like, why do we have to feel all this here? Like, why are we doing all this? I know there has to be some bigger reason and I know it and I feel it too. Like having these conversations makes me feel it because we're connecting and like it's soul connection and it's sharing that with people and it's bringing love and, but it's like, it's just so much work to stay in the light and in the good and in the soul connections because there's so much sadness and grief everywhere. And I, and I know we can't get lost in that because we have to choose the other side, but like my heart feels it so much. So like, how do you, 
how do we navigate this life? <laughs> I mean, I think that's a great question. And there's two parts to that. The first is, you know, I love that you are, you are, you are so open and emotionally available. Um, my husband is the exact same way and it's, it's a gift. So like it's exhausting, it's, it is exhausting, but it's, it's beautiful because you get to tap into what so many people numb to. Right. So like, it's easier to not feel, I'm just going to numb out. You're like, no, I'm, I'm upset about it. And you, sh you should be, it's beautiful. And so I think the first thing is like feeling your feels, right? So um, one of the things I learned in an acting class many moons ago is um, there's four things. It's breathe, feel the sensations in your body. So like whether you close your eyes, you open your eyes, just like really breathe, feel the sensations in your body. What is the loudest for you right now? Like, what do I just, that's like affecting what do you? What do you feel the sensation? It, like, are you talking about like, a, like in my thoughts or like in my body? In, in your body. I mean, I, I feel it in my chest, but I don't know if that's just because I'm breathing mm -hmm. so deeply in my that's chest. That's okay. What does it feel like? It feels like, this is not really weird, like those vents that you put in your air filters that are like vents. Mm -hmm. Uh -huh. I just feel like that's like I have like a vent in my chest and it's just like pushing it forward and back. Okay. Now open your eyes. What do you see right now? It feels, it, it's, it feels like I feel, I see like calmness a lot more. Like I don't feel as stressed out about mm -hmm. the intensity. So then, so then you say I'm back. And what that means is oftentimes when we're feeling so emotional and all the feels, we are either living back here or up here. So we're either projecting into the future or we're thinking about something in the past. And so for you, it's like, you, you just heard my story. It, it like brought up all these things, right? So that's okay. You don't have to shut that off. But if you breathe, you feel the sensation without a judgment. So like oftentimes when we feel sensations in our body, our brain wants to put it to a, a, a you know, Oh God, I'm anxious. Well, I'm always anxious or whatever. Like we want to put it attached with an emotion, but if you just feel the sensation, then you like see your environment, then you can say I'm back. And what that means is like, we're not getting up here. We're just like fully present. So we're not projecting. We're not going in the future. We're feeling the feels, but then I'm present. And so anytime anyone feels like the, our emotions are just too much, all you have to do is like those four steps and it just brings you back to, okay, cool. Let me be here in this moment. And so that has helped me personally. Like it's helped me in acting where, you know, like I'll be, I'll be, you know, in a producer se uh, session and all of a sudden I see someone grab their phone in the middle of the scene. If I see that, my mind is like, I'm, I'm a fucking terrible actress. They're not yes. paying attention to me. Right. Yes. So like you go down this spiral and instead I'll like just, it, it's literally can take four seconds. I'll like pause, be like, what am I feeling? Uh, I feel a pit in my stomach. Well, my mind wants to go to, well, you're not enough. You're not a good actress. But instead it's like, no, I feel this. All right, let me just breathe into it for a second. Let me see the room. All right, this guy's on his phone. Fuck him. I'm going to show him how good I am. I'm back. And then I go into it. So that's how, how it helps me with my acting. But in life, so the same thing in our conversation at some point, one of us is going to check out. You may think like, Oh, is my, is my little girl? Okay. I thought I heard her cry or whatever. Right? Like, did I leave the stove on? But instead of going into those thoughts, like 
no, 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 let me breathe. Let me see the room. Let me feel this. I'm back. All right, I'm in it. And so that is a huge piece that's of it. Right. And that's, that's quick. You can do that quickly. It's, it's so quick. And then I, I, I think the other piece is like, and I've, I've struggled with this a lot, especially losing my mom and dealing with all the health stuff and just everything. Why do these bad things happen? Without suffering, there can be no compassion. And it sucks because sometimes I feel like, God, enough. Like, I'm good. I don't need, like, my dog wasn't doing well. And I, like, said to God, I was like, nope, nope, not. She's my baby. Like, I, I can't. I can't deal with it right now. And so, you know, it's reminding yourself that, you know, we are, we're not given more than we can handle. And so for me, I try to use this to propel me to like carrying the torch and saying, all right, for those of you with chronic illness, for those of you that are dealing with grief, for those of you that feel like, you know, you didn't go to college, you don't know who you are and, and you're not good enough. Like, I got you. I've been through it. And this is what I learned. And, you know, if you can, if I can be a small piece and you're propelling you to your destiny and in your healing, then, you know, this is what I can offer. And, you know, so, so, so it's like, that's what helps me. And then one other thing, have you um, ever watched or um, listened to uh, armchair expert with Dax Shepard? Yes. Okay. So love that him and, and, um, Kristen Bell was on and she talked about life and how she believes life is happiness or despair. And I was like, what is that? Like initially I sort of judged it. I'm like, well, you would say that like you're, you know, you're a celebrity, you have all of these things, but then she talked further about it and she said she makes a list and I love this. She makes a happiness list. And so she writes down all the things that bring her joy. So I did this and um, what you do is anytime you're feeling like shit or you're feeling like, what is the point of going on? This world is so horrible because we've all been there, right? Um, you go back to that list. And so for me on that list is being around my family, being around babies, being around puppies, um, drinking green juice, meditating, breath work, being in nature, going to the beach, right? So I have like 20 things on my list. If I'm feeling like crap, I go to the list and nine times out of 10, I'm not doing anything from the list. Mm -hmm. And so once I start doing these things, you instantly feel better. And so then it becomes a choice. And I'm like, I choose to be happy. Like this past year with COVID, I've felt like with a quarantine and, every, and like in LA, everything has been shut down. If I do yoga, I have to wear a mask. It's like not been fun. And there have been many times where I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I want to deal with this. <laughs> like if this is what life is, I don't know what, if I want to deal with it. And so instead, now I just try to choose happiness, but from like a very authentic, genuine place of, all right, I'm going to start small. I'm going to drink a green juice and then I'm going to meditate. I don't want to meditate. So instead of 15 minutes, I'll meditate for five or do you know what I mean? Yeah. So those are the things that have helped me um, get through this wild ride we call life. 
Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. This Father's Day, shop at the Home Depot to find the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. He's the weed-fighting, hedge-trimming, leaf-blowing lord of the lawn. He sees the job, and he gets it done. Because your dad is a doer. So show him you appreciate everything he does with the tools he needs to power up his landscaping game. This Father's Day, give him the convenience and gas-like power of innovative and durable Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad does, everything he is, and everything he can be, find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. And also something that you talk about that I want to like just, I want to have you touch on is you talk about like eye work, like actually like looking at yourself in the eyes, in the mirror. Tell me why that's important. Well, so talk back to our eating disorder days. I made a deal with God. I was like, okay. Um, I'm going to start being conscious of why I'm doing the things I'm doing when it comes to my eating disorder. So what that meant is if I knew I was going to binge, I would oh allow. God, I know those feelings. Like when you right? know you're about to just go yep. freaking hog wild. Yep. And so it's I was, so like exciting before you do yeah. it, but then you know yeah. it's going to be just as awful on the backside. Sure. Exactly. And so instead of trying to just stop myself cold turkey, I was like, no, no, no. I'm very aware of what I'm about to do. So I got my whatever. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eat and I'm going to puke and whatever. But before I do it, what am I feeling? And oh, smart. Wow. That is a freaking moment right there. Right, right. What so am what I if, feeling? What has got me to this point where I'm going to go binge? Wow. Yep. Nine out of 10, it was fear. Total fear. I'm not enough. My mom's going to die. Um, my husband, well, he's my boyfriend at the time. He's going to leave me. Um, you know, I'm never going to be successful. I'm never, you know, just all these fear-based thoughts. And they so all then, lead back to like, what's the point? I'm unworthy. Right, right. And so then I would just kind of sit with it. And then I would, you know, still do the thing. But again, it was like that high you would get from it no longer became a high and it just became a low. And I'm like, well, I don't, I don't want to feel that. And now that like, you know, 
if you don't have consciousness, you can't change it, right? So if you're not aware of something, you're not going to be able to change it. So that once I became aware of the, the, the fear thoughts, I was like, well, oh, that's not true. So why am I going to do this? Why am I going to torture myself? Because I don't is, actually need to do this anymore to try to cut, to mask this feeling because I yeah. now know that feeling isn't even real and I'm not really even like buying into it anymore. Totally. And so then from there, I would take it one step further. And I, so, so when I started doing that, I actually started gaining a little bit of weight because I stopped, I would binge, but then I stopped purging. Which is and a so huge gained, first step. Which is a huge first step. And I gained like, I say like five pounds, right? But like, like when you're in this cycle, that's a lot of weight. That's a lot. And so then what I started doing is every morning I would look in the mirror and I'd get butt naked and I would look at myself and look at my body and say, you're beautiful. And I did not believe it. What was going through my head was like, you're a fat cow or whatever it was. You're disgusting. But I just would say, you're beautiful. And I would do that for, you know, five, 10 minutes. And it was hard. It was so hard to do that. And, and what started to happen was after two weeks of doing that, the five pounds just left. Nothing else had changed. It just left. And so that then sparked the idea of like, oh, wow, if I actually, let me, let me really look into my eyes now. What, what are the colors around my iris? Like how often do we do that in life, much less with ourselves? And just from a place of curiosity and love, not from a place of vanity, but just like, wow. And so then once you do that. Like you really just like, wanted to see yourself. Like yeah. you wanted to see who are, yeah. who am I? Like yeah. Who is this person? Not what the world pressures has put on me, but like, who right. am I? Right. Exactly. And so then it was like, I was able to connect to the four-year-old Noel or the eight-year-old Noel or the 12-year-old or whatever it was. And, and just like really see her and love her and give her that unconditional love that she craved her whole life. And so that's been, yeah, that's been really um, massive in uh, my healing journey as well. It's just like really connecting with myself because so often I think we go through life like, who am I? I don't know who I am. I don't, you know, am I what societal standards have been put on me or, you know, so it's like just connecting again with, with self and source. So you said something in one of your posts, it was like actually maybe even an article written about you or something that you always knew you had this like this gift, this skill set that was like, it's almost like hard to like put it into words, but like even talking about how you started your production company, it, that is based on this particular gift that you have been given, which is to see, I don't know if it's to see like branding, how to brand and market or something like, what is that? And like when you got working with Gabby, which led you to then now working, starting your own company and building brands, what is the gift and how did you know you had it when you had no like real formal training for it? It's like, this is something you are born with or not. Because like you're even saying that person who sat down with you at dinner is like, you've done more for me in three hours than my publicist has in six months. It is a true gift. And I know this from being in the entertainment industry. I've worked with tons of business professionals. Some people are like freaking out of this world. It is their talent. It is their gift. Other people, they're kind of like going through the motions and yes, they can like do things, but it doesn't, it, the dots never connect. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So yeah. What is this that you can do? And then how did you put it into your company? Like what are the things that you do for authors to get them out into the world and become bestsellers and, and uh, who brands and all the people that you work with? What is it? Like how would you define it? And how do you actually put it into a company form? 
So for me, growing up, um, uh, I, it's a, it was a family of six, uh, my mom and dad, my um, two brothers and my sister and I. And we went through tough times, um, losing our home and, you know, financially times were tough. And so I realized at a young age, um, I I didn't know it was hustle, but like, I just learned we got to have grit. And, you know, if my friends would want me to, you know, go on trips with them, well, I knew I couldn't ask my parents. We didn't have the money. So I would like, you know, offer to wash cars or like, you know, do secretarial work at like 10 years old and raise the money. And so that, that taught me that sort of like hustle and grit mentality so that when Gabby came to me and was like, you have to work for me, you have to produce my events. That night I went home and Googled, how do you produce an event? <laughs> That's awesome. And so it's, it's sort of like a stick to of, I don't know how to do it necessarily, but I'm going to figure it out. But and you so, also have, there's this other point too, you're going to figure it out, but you have, it's, this is why it's a God-given gift because you also have the personality and the people savvy skills and the charisma and the soul. It's like a full package. Like you can't necessarily train what you're doing to anyone. They have to have that same kind of vibe going on as well because you got to have the personality, charisma, soul aspect as well as the hustle. So it's a big combination. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it is. And, and, and then it's like, just again, trusting that gut instinct. So like, you know, if I had a, a client or a potential client come to me and say, I want to be a New York Times bestselling author, I know what to look for. And I, I'll know right off the bat if, if it's even a possibility for them or so not. What do you look for? What does it take to be a New York Times bestselling author? Just curious, because one day, I mean, I would love to try to do that. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of factors, but I think for you, absolutely that I I can see that for you. Um, you know, you have the drive. I mean, the thing with books in general, and people don't realize this, it's a, they say book baby for a reason. You're giving birth to something into the world. And a lot of times people think, oh, well, I wrote a book and then that's the hard work. I'm done. That's just the beginning. The hard work is then you have to make sure, you know, what is your, what is your social media presence like? What's your online presence? Do you have previous media press mentions? Um, do you have current? Uh, how, what's your circle of influence like? So, you know, how many people with large followings or celebrities do you know that you can get them to promote your book? Um, and then also, do you have other speaking engagements lined up? Meaning if you do, you can leverage those for book sales and make sure that they count towards the list. And there's just like, I mean, literally an arsenal of things, but, uh, as long as someone is a good writer, or has a good ghostwriter, or has a great compelling story, um, they have some sort of presence, meaning, you know, a website, a podcast, um, social media, whatever. Um, They have lead magnets. So, you know, um, they're going to drive people back to the book sales um, or to buy the book. Uh, They're doing ads, um, whether it's Facebook ads, Instagram, Google, and they know that this is going to be a campaign. So if you come to me and you say, I want to launch this book and I want to be a New York Times bestselling author, great. I'm going to work with you for at least six months. Are you dedicated for those six months? No? Well, then we either have to hire you a team who can help with this 
or this isn't going to be the right fit. Okay. So yeah. since you know all this and you have such a compelling story, are you going to write your own book? Because I feel like you need to. That's such a great question. So it was something I said no to for a long time, not because I didn't want to, but because I was scared. Because fear right, was because, right. Because like you're the one who gets all the bestsellers happening and now it's like putting yourself out there. What if it doesn't actually go for you? And Ooh. you I, oh man, I get that times a million. Cause it's like, right. oh my God. Cause then you'd be, then you are going to have a hard time like going back into your field. Cause you're going to feel, but yeah, I know, I know, I know that is the problem with being a freaking artist. I'm telling you, it's just torture. <laughs> it, is, it is. And it's such a, you know, it's such a funny thing because with acting, I can sort of hide behind the character. Yeah. Like, writing yourself or singing or whatever. It's like, no, it's you. It's your words, you it's your voice. And so, so that was scary. But yeah, so I actually have, I have two books I'm working on right now. The first one I started after my mom passed away and it's, her story is so, uh, so beautiful. And, and the journey we went on, you know, she had talked about writing a book called How Cancer Saved My Life. Oh, wow. She you know, the saying, you can't teach old dogs new tricks. That's not, that's not accurate. She, um, she passed away when she was 55, but she had cancer for six years. And in those six years, I mean, she grew so much. It was such a beautiful thing to, to witness and be a part of her journey. And um, so, so I started writing that. Wow. And that's really, that's really amazing. I mean, that's just from that tiny synopsis alone. What a story. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So I started writing that and then I, um, the last couple of years have started dealing with my own health stuff. So I kind of put that to the side and then through my health stuff. Um, so, so like you said, I was diagnosed with, um, fibroid tumors and Lyme disease and co-infections and, you said uh, uh, co-infections. Co so co-infections are, uh, often go hand in hand with Lyme disease. Um, Did you get Lyme disease from a tick? It's a great question. So I got bit by a tick when I was six years old and um, lived my whole life pretty healthy. Um, but I was diagnosed officially with Lyme disease last year. And so at first I was like, well, it can't be from the time I was six. But what often happens is with Lyme disease, it can, it's, it is a tick-borne illness, but what they're discovering is that it can be passed through bugs, through fleas, through all sorts of things. Which is um, terrifying because all of us are outside. I mean, I'm just surrounded by bugs and ticks constantly. You know, it's like, how, what do you do, not go outside? Yeah. No, I mean, you can, so, so nowadays there's like really great essential oil sprays you can buy um, and, and also with a tick. So if, if heaven forbids someone, you know, gets bit by a tick, if you take it out and you send it in, you can get the tick tested to see if the tick carries the disease. You can also start an antibiotic. If, if you find out within the first six months, you can take an antibiotic that'll just knock it right out. But if it's later, that's when it becomes more trying. And so for me, I think I've had Lyme disease this whole time for, you know, 30 years, but I didn't know, um, I didn't know I had it and it just stayed dormant because that can ha happen a lot. Um, but what we've discovered is that the home, so I moved from New York to LA 
two years ago, um, which is like a whole nother story because I announced to my husband, I'm moving. I love you. I'm going to LA. Wait, I'm going to leave you in New York, but I'm going to go to LA. You can come if you want, but if you don't come, I love you. We'll figure it out, but I got to You just woke up with a revelation one day and you're like, this is happening? Yep. Okay. Uh, can you, is, there, is, there, is there any kind of like cliff note, cliff note version yeah. of that? <laughs> so, so I kept, I, I kept flying out to LA for work, either acting or directing. And I just realized like my soul wants to be here. It yeah. wants to be in the warm weather and the sunshine. And it's so yes. beautiful. And I lived in New, in New York for 16 years. So like it, it had been time and we had talked about it for many years, but he is, um, I'm more jump in the net will appear. And he's more like, let's pause. Let's, let's make a pro and cons list. Let's like calculate this and make sure this is the right step. And so I think intuitively I knew if I didn't do this, it wouldn't happen. You had to, you had to be so big and so bold and so set in your ways. It was actually a non-negotiable. Yeah, exactly. And like so you he, couldn't be wavering or else he could have pro and conned you into staying in New York. Exactly. Okay. So, I get that. I get that. He stayed for the first year. Now he's out here and it's fine. It was, but it was tough. Like we, we've been together for 16 years. So like for me to all of a sudden, like go, he was like, what? Um, but we worked through it and we're, I think that actually, which is a whole nother story, but like saved our marriage in a way because we needed to be apart so we could both grow to really appreciate each other and come back together stronger. You know, um, I get that. Just side note, my husband and I, we were together four years. We broke up for two years. And in that two years, we didn't like, we y'all stayed together, obviously. But like, it, I say all the time, and we both do, if we wouldn't have broken up and had that time to find ourselves independently and without the other, I don't think we would be, have gotten married. Oh, yeah, I hear yeah, that. I get it. Sometimes you just have... And it's not that it's, it's not that you want to be with someone else. It's not like you're looking for anything else. It's just like you're actually just kind of looking for yourself. And sometimes well, you can't totally. do that with someone else. Yep. Yep. I didn't, you know, we, I started dating him when I was 20 years old. So right. like I, I was a baby and, and, you know, we grew together, but we didn't have our individual selves, not really. And that, allowed us to, even though like society was saying, everyone we knew was like, you guys are going to divorce. That's not going to work, you know, but. Oh, I know. Right. Right. But you know what I've learned and from doing this podcast, and I'm sure you have learned this too, just from all of the life that you have and all the people you interact with. I now give no one marriage advice. I literally am like, yeah. listen, if you both have souls that are aligned and in love, I mean, go for it. I have seen the most strange combinations of people pairing up together that you would say in 1 million years, it's not going to work out because of their age, because of their personalities or the, the, who they are, what they are, how they live in the world. Like I, but then some of the ones that you would never think will work out are the strongest marriages I've ever seen. And then the right. ones that you think are these perfect, like picture perfect, oh, everything's lined up perfect. They divorce. So I'm like, mm -mm, I am not even trying to tell you what's going to work in marriage because nobody knows. I mean, nobody sure, knows. there's some foundation things that you can try to follow, but literally nobody knows. <clears throat> no, no, exactly, exactly. So yeah, so then I, when I moved to LA, um, my home is renovated and looks really cute. And I was happy and happy to be here. But then I started getting sick and more sick mm -hmm. and more sick. And uh, so it was first we discovered the fibroid tumors and then we discovered the Lyme. And so we tried to treat the fibroids and the Lyme and it still wasn't <laughs> better. 
And now what we've uncovered very recently, as in like the last month, is there's mold in this home. That you're in right now. And yep. And so we have a new plan. So it's it's funny. I I um it was the same thing. My intuition was like there's mold. And you can't see it or smell it. So I, I felt a little crazy. Um but I had my husband, I was like, I'm giving you homework, find a mold expert that can come in and test it. Cause I had no idea how to do it or, you know, um, so he found someone and they came and he wanted to test the kitchen. And I said to him, you have to test the bathroom. And he was like, but it's fine. Cause they do what's called air testing where they test the humidity in your home and, and, and check it out. And he was like, but the humidity is fine. And I was like, no, 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 you have to test the bathroom. So he did. And sure enough, in the bathroom, there's mold. And so that's actually what has caused me, which has caused the Lyme to become active and the fibroids to grow and left me feeling like crap um, because I'm living with this toxic mold. And a lot of people, a lot of homes have mold um, and you can be fine, but if you have any underlying stuff going on, then it can just sort of trigger everything. And they so we're moving Good. Do they test for that like inspections? Yeah. So, well, uh, not really. Um, so in LA in particular, in California, everyone's like, there's not mold out here. It's, it's dry heat. Like it's not humid. Florida maybe, or like the East coast. Sure. Um, but everyone thinks it's fine. But what can happen is it can be a rainstorm leak or even just like water overflowing and it can start you can start to get mold and then it'll grow and it'll grow and it'll grow. So a lot of people don't test for it and they don't know why they have chronic fatigue or why they have hair loss or why they're having insomnia or depression or, you know, um, uh, anxiety. But what I'm discovering through this journey is like nine times out of 10, there's mold in your body or mold around you and you just have no idea. So you can do um, a, a test called ERMI. Uh, it's an ERMI test where they you, they send it to you and you can do it yourself where you just like basically take the swipper and, and um, get dust, send it off and they'll tell you if you have mold or you can do um, a, a urine test and test your urine to see if you have mold in you. And so I've done all the things and <laughs> it's a doozy. Dang. Wow. And that's just like something that like you don't even think of. No. I have a friend who she lived in LA for a long time and she has a child who was diagnosed with autism, but they've mm -hmm. started testing for like mold and all these things. And like they lived in a house with a lot of mold and like it's all kind of linked together too. Mm -hmm. Like it's crazy how it can like create all sorts of, of different, it comes out in different ways. Totally. And it's, it's what I've learned is like, you have to be your own advocate for your body because nobody knows your body better than you. And so like for me, when I was first diagnosed with the fibroids, they wanted to cut me open, get them out and sew me up. And well, I, like once again, you're like, what is the root of the fibroids? Right. right. That's a band aid. And what happens with a lot of women is they, they grow back. So like they have it out for a couple of years, but then they grow back. And so I was like, I don't, one, let me get to the root of it. So I kept digging further and further and further. And so then it was the Lyme and the same thing. Doctors wanted me to be on antibiotics for four years. And I was like, well, that kills your gut. Like that, all your gut health is destroyed from that. I, that's also a band aid. If it's not going to actually eradicate the Lyme, 
let me dig further. And so I just kept researching and even to the point where I was supposed to fly out to the East Coast to get treatment. And it was like a a big, you know, like $20,000 expense where I was going to go out there and, and stay and get treatment. And the night before I was supposed to go, I said to my husband, I'm not going. And he was like, what do you mean? Like your flight's booked, the hotels are booked, everything is ready to go. Don't you want to heal? And I said, I would love to heal. I'm not supposed to go. And I had no reason why, no, like literally no tangible reason. Fast forward to a couple months, we find out there's mold. I call my doctor and I say, listen, I know I was supposed to come out a couple months ago, but we found out there's mold here. And she said, Noel, thank God you listened. And I said, what? And she goes, if you would have flown out here and got treated, you would have gone back to your home and gotten sick all over again because the mold is triggering everything, which means I would have been out $20,000 like that. Wow. And so, and so that again, it's like, like confirmation that you have to listen to your gut, even if it doesn't make sense to anyone else. If you have a strong feeling of yes or no, you got to listen to that. I feel like so many people just live with their eyes closed, you know? I mean, like all of like all of humanity for the most part. Like it's just like because it's just so it takes so much energy and dedication and passion and you have to stay diligent to get through all this. It's not none of this is easily accessible. It's not it's oh, like you're saying it's just such hard work to be your own advocate, isn't it? It, it is. And and it's hard work, but it's also really gratifying when you start to recognize like, oh, wow, I said no to this thing. And, you know, like there've been clients that have wanted to work with me where I've said no. And then I found out later they were like nightmares or whatever. Do you know what I mean? And so it's like when you trust it more times, more often than not, you'll find, oh, wow, this actually served me in a really beautiful way. Even if financially it didn't make sense or, you know, my healing, like, of course I want to heal. Why would I not do the thing? But no, you know what? Thank God I listened to it and it's, it'll, it'll serve you really well, but it's, but it's hard, especially when you listen to friends and family and society that tells you like, you're crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're actually a lunatic and you just need to go to the doctor and cut yourself open and get rid of those those tumors and just be done with it and go on with your life and live in your moldy apartment or house or whatever. And just like, you know, shut, shut, shut up. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Drink no, I- all your diet Cokes and processed food and life is going to be fine. Okay. Totally good. No worries. <laughs> We're all going to be healthy. Everyone um, thinks you're fine. <laughs> you're fine. You're fine. It's fine. Um, okay. So I want to, obviously I'm obsessed with you, your story, all of it. I want to talk to you forever. I have just a few questions before we wrap up because I mean, we've already been talking an hour, which has flown by. Uh, first off, how did you learn that your gut doesn't lie to you? Like, how did you decide, how did you, when, what age were you when you were like, my gut tells me what to do. I listened to it. And that allows you, I forgot what you said about the human, uh, whatever you're a manifester, but like that your gut is the, the way, the voice, all-knowing. And how do you know how to listen to that? What does it sound like? And when did you realize you had that gift? Oh, boy. Um, how do you tap into it? Say someone who, like, is, like, spiraling and doesn't know how to hear their gut. Like, how did, how did you know – how do you know what your gut is saying? And how do you tap into it? So I think, I think the gut, it will always be from a place of love. It will never be fear. 
So if you're set, if, if I were told not to fly to the East Coast because the plane was going to crash and I'm like from a scary place of like, uh, uh, you know, it's not going to work. The healing isn't going to work. You're going to waste all of this money. It wasn't that. It was just like almost like a quiet, for me, it's like a quiet, um, if I could, if I were visualizing it, it's like someone like cracking a whip. So I don't know if that makes mm-hmm. sense, but it's just like, nope or yes, no or yes. And so um, <laughs> I think the thing, I've always had that voice from a young age but the biggest, um, biggest time it happened for me was mm, I was in my 20s and my mom had had cancer. She got a mastectomy. The cancer went away. And then the next year it came back. And so I was praying and I was crying and I was meditating and I was asking God, why does my mom have cancer again? And I just very clearly heard It's going to keep coming back until she deals with something in her childhood. Whoa. And I judged it and I freaked out and I was like, that's just. You heard that? I heard, but it's not like I heard this voice. It's just like, like it's a spoken feeling. Yes. Yes. And that's exactly what it's like. It's like a spoken feeling. And I was like, what the? And I kind of had a freak out, but I called my mom and I told her. And she then revealed that she went through something very traumatic in her childhood and hadn't told anyone. That you were the first person she ever told? It's, it's, it'll be in the book, but it's like such a long story. But more or less, my dad knew and a couple family members knew, but she had never dealt with it. And she never, t- like, you know, for me, when I have an issue, like, I'll go to a therapist, I'll go to a life coach, I'll, I'll you know, do the work. She hadn't done any of that. And so she'd been carrying this secret for, you know, 40, 50 years. And it was dark and it was heavy and it was awful. And, you know, had I judged myself for having the thought or hearing the feeling, I would have never then acted. But instead I was like, no, I'm going to trust it. And, you know, I'm going to share it. Is that what her on her healing journey? And you said she healed more in those last six years than she had in her whole Wow, Noel. Oh, that's so awesome. Right. And so, but it's just like, so, so it's, it's just trusting your, your, your guts. And, and anytime I've done that in my life, it's just always served me. And, and there have even been little things where like, um, uh, I was supposed to cross the street with a friend and instead I like pushed the friend out of the way, even though it didn't make sense. And then a car came and like, we were safe, like just weird things like that, where it's just like taking action, taking right action, even if it doesn't logically make sense. Yes. So that's, I don't know. I don't know if that's like a great answer no, to your that question, but no, totally. Yeah. I got to know about Shark Tank. What, <laughs> what did you do on Shark Tank? Because I freaking love Shark Tank. So, um, this company, it was a all natural deodorant company called Piper Y had reached out to me and said, um, this is actually a really good thing for people with Instagram. Um, they said, we are interested in having you be a spokesmodel for us. And I assumed they wanted to like, I don't know why, a sponsor one of my events because I was producing events for, you know, Gabby Bernstein and Chris Carr and like all of these major heavy hitters. 
So I like thought that they wanted one of like the big dogs. I was like, what do you, me? They were like, no, 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 we want you. I was like, okay. And so I said, well, send me the deodorant because I'm a big, you know, all natural advocate. Send me the deodorant. Let me, let me make sure it works. So I tried it on and I'd go to Barry's and I'd come back and I'd say to my husband, smell my pits. <laughs> crazy. But I'm like, no, I need to know, does this work? So sure enough, it, it worked. And so um, we went to Shark Tank and I said to them, I was like, why did you, how did, why did you reach out to me? Like, how did you find me? Because at the time I had maybe 2,000, 3,000 followers on Instagram. And they were like, we found you on Instagram. We follow you on Instagram. And so that's just to say for anyone who feels like they don't have a big enough following or whatever, you never know who is following you and who's learning from you and who's reading your stories and your, your posts. So, you know, keep shining your light. So we went and on Shark Tank, um, the two founders were pitching and it wasn't going well. It wasn't going well to the point that Mr. Wonderful called them cockroaches in the, oh my God. He, he, he meant it in a sort of an endearing way, but basically like this was at the time when no one had all natural deodorant, especially none that worked. And it's, it's a charcoal based all natural deodorant. I could, it has essential oils and it's super smooth on the skin. Um, and he was like, you guys are cockroaches in the industry. And I, you know, like, no. And so then I kind of spoke up. I was like, I have so to So you weren't something. actually supposed to be even talking. I was supposed to like show the product. Stop it. You weren't even supposed to be talking. And then the founders are over there like flubbing and you, what do you say? I'm dying. So I was like, I'm I have dying. to, I was like, can I say something? Like, and I was, my blood was boiling because also one of the founders had talked about being bullied like right before. And so we were out there and essentially they're being bullied. And I'm like, losing my mind as I'm like, I was supposed to be doing yoga and movement. So I'm like doing downward dog. And I'm like, right. Oh my and God. So oh my God. Oh my God. Like, yeah. So I said, can I say something? And they were like, please. And I said, look, my mom has cancer and I know the importance that of, you know, most people pay attention to what goes in their body, but everything that goes on her body is just as important because our skin is our largest living, breathing organ that we have. And if you target the cancer market, if you target the cancer industry, because it is a multi-billion dollar industry, now it's probably a trillion dollar industry, you'll make your money back tenfold. You know, they were asking, I think for like a hundred grand or not, nothing crazy, um, but if you go to that market, because there's so many people doing integrative wellness, you'll be golden. And so as a result, two of the sharks then were like, all right, we're in. And they were like bidding for it. But one of the, I won't say who, but one of the, sh one of the sharks said, he goes, Noel, you're right, but I'm not touching big pharma. Wow. So it's like, it's a, you know, that didn't necessarily air, because obviously well, and that's what you said too. like the unwellness of humanity yeah. is a huge market. Like the market. Yes. For all, for us all to stay sick is very profitable for so many companies to keep pumping oh, out yeah. all these products to like try to heal us. But really they're just keeping us. Sick. Yeah. Well, it's, it, you know, like even with chemotherapy, you know, it's a hundred thousand dollars per treatment. And sometimes people get 20 rounds, 10 rounds. Like that's, crazy. That's so much money. And, you know, look, 
allopathic and, you know, I'm not, I'm not someone who's completely Eastern or completely Western. I, I believe in an integrative approach and I think antibiotics and, you know, surgeries and all of that can be really great for us. But I also want it, like you said at the beginning, like get to the root of the answer. And so, so yeah. So and you're all about um, like, you, and I feel the same way. You're all about Let's do all the natural things we can do. If we need to do a big surgery or a, a big antibiotic or something that needs to come in and it's going to like eradicate yeah. this or really game change it, let's do that. But then let's try to stay natural and healthy, like work okay. it all together. Yeah. Yeah. Just really create that beautiful integrative approach where, you know, uh, if I need to take a Z pack, absolutely I'll take it. But if I know that I can do apple cider vinegar and a shot of ginger and bone broth or whatever, I'm going to try that, you know? So yeah. I love that. Okay. Noelle, you are such an inspiring person. I've loved talking with you and getting to know you. Like I really hope we get to like cross paths in real life. If I ever write a book, I'm going to hire you and I'm going to like just yeah, I'm going to reach out to you before I even start to make sure I do the right things, but that will be years from now. But anyway, thank you for sharing all of your knowledge. I cannot wait to read your books and keep learning about your journey. I always wrap up with one question, which is leave your light. And that is, what do you want people to know? It's just super open-ended, whatever comes to you. I love that. Um, well, so, uh, I, I always like to say, um, leave the room better than you, than you walked in. Um, so whatever you can do to, to uh, shift situations, going to the grocery store and the cashier is, you know, in a bad mood, instead of taking it personally and being like, they hate me, they hate me or whatever it is, right? Like, no, you know what? Let me, let me sprinkle a little light on her. Let me, let me sprinkle a little goodness on her. Um, so I, I always try to do that. So I recommend like, if we all did that, even like once a day, can you imagine the shifts that would happen? Um, and, then, and then also anyone dealing with, whether it's chronic illness or not, whether you're just going to the doctor, one of the things I started saying with my mom is, I would say every hand that touches you is a healing hand. And so now I apply that to me anytime I'm getting like an IV or going, you know, even just getting a massage, I'll say every hand that touches me is a healing hand. And it's just like a beautiful, you know, thing. So I love that. Well, you are amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your heart with me. I really, really enjoyed every second of this. Oh, me too. You're such a, you're such a light and thank you for having me on your show. Yay. Okay. If you ever come to Nashville, hit me up. Yeah. My brother's in um, Chattanooga, so. Oh, that's not far. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to hang. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of 1 carat plus and receive a free natural 1 carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. 
Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.